Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. We're so excited that you're with us. Each and every week, we're going to open up God's Word. We're going to have some discussion around what it means to live an intentional life. So let's listen in as we try to get real together. Hey everyone, welcome to the Get Real Podcast. My name is Brandon Gindon, and I'm the senior pastor at Real Life Ministries Texas. And I'm here with my good friend and ministry partner, Lori Arnold. Hey y'all. And it's great to have you today. Uh, we uh, started a couple of weeks ago a series on the essentials of being and living out, uh, being a disciple maker and what this looks like and having these values in our life. And this podcast, really its goal is to help all of us. I mean, Lori and I are here together. I mean, learning and, and within our staff and, and at our church and for you, for anyone that's listening, is what does it look like in our lives to be intentional, to yeah have an intentional walk with Jesus, to be purposeful in our lives, in our parenting, in our friendships, in, in those that we uh, encounter in life, and being intentional with our lives as we are uh, followers of Christ. And, and so how does this apply? And, and this isn't uh, just for somebody that's on a church staff or, or that's you know, serving in ministry somewhere. It, it's for all of us that, that follow Christ. And to look at real life and how does this really play out? So when we look at the scriptures and how Jesus modeled, because he's the greatest disciple maker ever, yeah. how do we make those applications into real life? And so the core value that we're going to look at today is, the, is this value, this essential of reaching the lost. And that can be such a scary thing, like, oh, <laughs> you know, sharing our faith. And, and so what does that look like in real life? Because not all of us are these great evangelists, yeah. right? And, and, and I will say on the front end, evangelism is something I absolutely care about um, in reaching lost people, but I know others that have this really strong gift of evangelism. Right. And, and you and I, Lori, have talked about this, like that's probably not yours or my strongest gift right. that we have, but that's okay because we all are called for following Jesus right. as part of our walk is to share Christ with those around us. I wanted to open today with a story that um, occurred yesterday. Yeah. I was in a phone conversation with uh, a really good friend of mine that is very open about that he, um, that he doesn't believe, he doesn't follow Jesus. And he was asking me about this podcast and, and we were talking and I, and I was telling him and, and uh, he stopped me and he goes, so what you're saying is, is he goes, is your podcast is about being disciplined and purposeful in your life and, and just being very intentional in your life. And I said, yeah, that's exactly it. And he goes, so that could, that could apply anywhere, whether you're teaching a kid, you know, how to hit a ball or whether you're teaching uh, someone how to fish. Like, he's like, you're talking about life skills and being mm -hmm. disciplined. And I was like, that's exactly <laughs> what I mean. So good. And and it was really neat because it created this conversation to where the things that we're talking about on this podcast are, it, it applies in, yeah. in our lives. And like I said, in parenting and in all of those, those different areas. And so I think that's our hope is that people look at it as not just something that this pastor or worship director do and right. that we're, no, we're all trying to walk this out. We're, we're all imperfect people uh, trying to um, best follow and apply the truths of scripture that we can. Amen. And so today, again, as we're going to look at this principle of reaching the lost. And so, Lori, the place I wanted to look at, I think that we can draw some um, uh, 
some of our application from is the story with Jesus at the uh, when he meets the woman at the well in mm. John four. And you know, of course, you know Jesus is the greatest evangelist of all time, right? <laughs> Absolutely, it's, it's who he is. And so, um, but there's principles that we look at. You know, things like, you know, Jesus met the woman at the well where she was at, right? And you know, that story for those of you that may not know it is is Jesus is is coming. He, he's coming back from being in Jerusalem with some of his disciples. He's headed headed back to the Galilee. It's at the beginning of his ministry and he he comes across this woman a samaritan woman that's drawing water in the middle of the day and there's all kinds of cultural things that he shouldn't be even talking to her and her being out in the middle of the day and the 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 story unfolds that um she's had multiple relationships with multiple men and 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 jesus points this out and it amazes her like how he even knew and and then she understands that he's the Messiah, and he begins to talk to her. He tells her about that he's a living water. And we see in the story that that she really surrenders to him, and she goes back into town and shares the truth of who Jesus is to everybody in town. But one of those principles is that we see from what Jesus does there is he he meets her where she was at. Exactly. Um, the cultural things around didn't prevent Jesus mm. from caring about someone that really needed him. And I, I always think about that and going, my own fears or insecurities need to be set aside mm -hmm. for the truth of the gospel and the truth of being able to share with those that need to hear about Jesus. Yeah. And sometimes that's scary. Super scary. <laughs> and so maybe for you, just kind of what this has meant for you in, in sharing um, your faith and reaching yeah. the lost and how that's mattered to you. Maybe uh, you can get us started here uh, from some uh, areas in your life that have been important and what you've learned. Yeah. Well, it's super important to me, just like it is to you, but it's also very hard. It's been a hard thing for me because I'm, like you mentioned earlier, it's, I do not feel that that is my gift, mm. <laughs> the gift of evangelism, but I also know that it is what we are all called to do right. as yes. Christ followers. Yeah. And so I was in a class one time and the instructor challenged us to be intentional mm. with sharing the gospel in a random place, but we had to plan for it. Oh. It wasn't something that he said, if you're, if you're going to share the gospel and it's something you're not used to doing, mm. you're going to have to make a plan. And so I was like, what? <laughs> I have to sit down and really plan this out. And you know, it worked. Mm. So my plan was to go to this restaurant. I knew that my husband and I were going to have breakfast. This was at the time when he was working nights. We were going to go out and have breakfast together while the kids were at school. And I told my husband my plan. I said, I'm going to share gospel with our server, but I yeah. had to have a plan to get there. Yeah. You know, um, so went in the restaurant and, and I did, I had my plan. I had the questions ready with what I was going to ask him. Hmm. And so that helped. It was still a little scary because I wasn't used to doing things that way. Sure. Um, but there's always been this, um, I, I feel like sometimes it's easy to fall into this place too. And, and, and it's not entirely bad, but yes, we are sharing our lives with people. I want right. to share my life with others and I want to cultivate a relationship with people. And in order to do that, I have to be transparent, be vulnerable and share my life. Right. Well, what comes with that is there's got to be a bridging of the gap. Like, sure. okay, so yeah, I'm meeting them for coffee. Okay. And what? You know, I'm taking them to the mall with me to go shopping. Okay. And what? 
When am I going to ask the questions that need to be asked so that we can actually get down to what's what God really wants yeah, of our conversation? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I think it's very important. And like I said, it's something that I work on all the time, especially when I'm here at church. I work at a church. I'm here all the time, almost every day. And right. these are the people that I see. It's real easy to get into this holy huddle, right? you know, yes. and to not step out. And so we have to sometimes just once again, open our eyes, look up and see what's around us because there, there are plenty of people that don't know Jesus around us, you know, right. and there are even people that, you know, may have come to Christ as a young, at a, at a young age and are no longer walking with him. And we care for those people too. So it, it means a lot to me. It's something that I am daily working on. But the, the thing that I have learned is that if it is something that is not, that does not just come easily, I have to plan for it. Sure. I, I think there's two things that you said that, and, and you've said this before in previous uh, podcasts, mm-hmm. and we've been talking on different topics. You use the, the concept of get your eyes up and yeah. look around. You know, when I think about Jesus, they were on the road headed back. You know, they were leaving. And, and mm-hmm. obviously he had to have his, his eyes up. He was looking, he was paying attention. Yes. He cared about and looked for the person that was marginalized, the person that wasn't noticed. The per- and we can get so busy in our lives, mm-hmm. kind of get our heads down, yeah. plowing through life, right? And we don't even notice what's, what's going on around us. And yeah. so I, I think that's, that requires intentionality. That requires a discipline of going, you know, I got to stop and look around at yeah. what's going on. That might even be sometimes in our homes, right? Like I can get so focused (laughs) on what's even I'm doing. Like, I don't notice when my son walked by, did he look okay? Is everything all right? He was more quiet than normal or whatever, Mm -hmm. right? So getting our eyes up. The second thing you said is I think that's critical. And and again, this is something Jesus modeled, especially with those that he interacted with that that didn't know him Mm -hmm. was asking questions. To just ask questions, and I know that sometimes that can be so scary, like, yeah. what are they going to think? But but taking a curiosity about mm-hmm. people that we're around and, and you know, that the we intersect in life, because you're right, it's so easy to get isolated in your life. You get your kind of circle of friends, yeah. or if you're in a small group, here's my small group, and here's, you know, my church, and we can start to isolate from the world around us. And if we don't get our eyes up and look around, we can miss it, yeah. right? And so I just, I I wanted to come back to those two things because asking people questions and having your eyes up are, are a critical part of this. And and I think in noticing and reaching the loss. And so Lori, I want to throw this question back to you is in your own life, like where you, where have you found, you know, that you've intersected lost Mm -hmm. people, you know, the people that just, that do not know Christ. You'd mentioned having a plan going into breakfast. I think that's awesome. And, and, we need to, to do that, have a plan, think ahead of what we're going to do, but kind of where have you found yourself and what does that look like for you in your life? Yeah. So just thought of two things. So one back to the breakfast. Um, sometimes the questions are really simple. Mm. Um, I can start out with a, do you live in the area? Mm. Kind of question. Mm-hmm. And sometimes, that, oh, do you have a church home? Mm-hmm. You know? So asking those kinds of questions, but then on the flip side, there was a student that I was mentoring a few years ago and she wasn't a believer. Um, she, she understood many things, but there were also many things she didn't understand yet. Sure, and sure. so she just asked me the question one day, um, 
I think I want to get baptized, but I really don't know what that means. Uh-huh. And so I said, huh. And I invited her to go to dinner with me. Mm. And so we could actually spend some time together. I could pull my Bible out and because this was in between services and I'm right, ripping and running. Yeah. And so we spent time together first just eating and catching up. Mm-hmm. And then I asked her, well, why do you want to get baptized? You know, if you don't, you know, she yeah. doesn't know a lot about sure. it. So why do you want to get baptized? And she's like, well, I think it's something I'm supposed to do. Mm. And so that opened the door for me to say, okay, well, this is why we do it. Right. You know, and I went step by step. Do you believe that Jesus is the Lord and sa- is our yeah. Lord and Savior? Is yeah. he, that he will be the head of your life? Mm. Do you believe that he died and resurrected? Do you believe that he did this to restore mankind to him? Like yeah. I went through and showed her biblically, right. you know, what the gospel was mm-hmm. and um, it helped her understanding. So it, it sometimes depends on the person where they're at and also our relationship. Right. But we had cultivated. We had cultivated that relationship together to where she felt comfortable with just telling me straight up, I want to do this, but I don't really know what it means. Can you help me? You know, and so being available Mm -hmm. to do that. But that also it goes back to, you know, just one of the other essentials that we talked about is abiding in Christ. I have to have an answer. Right. So. Right. um, I I think that's I want to grab that really quick, because when we're talking about these core values, you know, our last podcast, we talked about abiding in Christ. These, these core values, they stack, they build on each other. It's not, I checked the box and now I move to the next. It's as we abide in Christ, Jesus gives us his heart for people. Mm. The spirit of God moves in us. We're in abiding in him because left to yourself, like you said, like if I'm not paying attention, I'm caring about my stuff. Then when this person comes and asks, I can miss those opportunities because I'm I think you used, we're ripping and running, yeah. right? Like that's life. Yeah. And so being able to have a sensitivity to what God's doing, you had obviously already built some relationship with, with this young lady. Mm-hmm. And, and, and so it opened that door to further conversations and kept asking the questions. Yeah. And so I think it's important to know, you know, I'm just reminded that I have to be abiding in Christ first. Mm-hmm. And that's part of the rhythm of my life that I'm being intentional with. Right. Discipline. It's a discipline. And now adding this in or this part, this next essential comes in of where we are, where we're sharing what Jesus has done in our lives. So yeah. I just want to make sure that we capture that because it's important Yeah, it's part of it. So I know to me, mm-hmm. <laughs> you ask them some really great questions mm-hmm. um, that challenge me and they'll get me thinking. So what are some questions that, or what are some ways that you reach lost people? Yeah. Well, I think the first part you've kind of already hit on it and I don't, I don't want to skip over it is thinking about where you're going to be in the course of that day. Um, thinking ahead of time, mm-hmm. having some awareness of, so for example, so much of Amber and I's life in our free time was mm-hmm. spent at softball fields with our, our two daughters or at other sporting events with our boys. We, yeah. we have spent a lot of time in our lives sitting in bleachers, sitting in stands. And so to intentionally get to know some of the parents and have spiritual conversations. And so my questions often are just simply that of just trying to get to know somebody and and stepping out of my comfort zone. I mean, left to myself, I'd rather just go, you know, stand under a tree out of the sun of, you know, Houston (laughs) and, and kind of mind my own business. Um, But I know that 
Jesus loves all these people that are around me that are here that are. And, and so going and just having conversations about life, um, you know, and asking them and see where it leads, allow yeah. God to work is God working in this person's life. And typically what will come up is, well, what do you do for a living? Yeah. And, it, yeah. and I, I'm <laughs> able to share, you know, that I'm a pastor. Well, if somebody go, well, I, you know, I'm not a pastor, but uh, allowing that question, you know, talk about the priorities in your life. Yeah. So I will ask questions that are around issues of what's important to them. Yeah. You know, what, what do you guys do as a family? What, you know, what are you doing this week? What does that look like? And eventually the conversations come up to where if I don't ever hear them talk about church, mm-hmm. God, I'll ask them. Yeah. And, and so, but the key part is, I think, is staying in a place of curiosity about the other person. Yeah, that's good. And so asking questions that are curious about who they are. Do they have other kids? Are they involved in other sports? And you're learning about their life. Right. A piece that I've learned, though, that I think has just been absolutely critical in all of this is the second conversation. Is coming back to that person, maybe Mm. it's a week later, two weeks later, and asking about the thing that they talked about. Yeah, that's good. Hey, how'd your family vacation go? Mm -hmm. Or if person shared something personal with me, they... You know, they're having knee surgery or whatever. Hey, how, you know, how's that going? Yeah. To, and, and they'll look at you so many times I've had this happen. A person will look at me like, you actually <laughs> remembered and cared. Yeah. And, and those opening doors to further conversations with someone. And I think, again, those are the kinds of things that Jesus modeled. Yeah. And, and caring about where that person is at spiritually and what is important to them opens those um those doors. Yeah. And so, um, Lori, I want to ask you this question today is why do you think, you know, in the church and even in, in Christianity, mm-hmm. um, there, there doesn't seem to be a, a compassion there for the lost and yeah. a lot of conversations that, that I've had. Um, and I don't think it's where people don't care. Mm-hmm. I think part of it, maybe it's a busyness, maybe it's a, a misguided focus. I, I don't know at times what that is. Um, why do you think today the church seems to be um, lacking some compassion for the lost or maybe some a sense of urgency yeah. for those that do not know Christ? What are your thoughts on that? Mm, that's a lot. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think a couple of things. I think one of the the reasons is fear. I think there are a lot of people that just don't, they're scared because they don't know what to do with those conversations with people that are different from them. Mm-hmm. Um, if people are living completely different lifestyles than lifestyles that we read biblically, we are supposed to live. Yeah. Um, sometimes that can be really, really challenging for people. Um, mm-hmm. One to understand yeah. and empathize and the other just because of fear. Cause yeah. what am I, what do I say? And you'd mentioned earlier you know how some of the conversations they can start asking these questions and what if they ask me a question I don't know the answer to, you right, know? Right. Um, so I think that's there. I also just, it's real easy to get comfortable in, in our circles. Right. And when these, these are my people, this mm-hmm. is my small group. This is all, these are the people I talk to, you know, and it can be really, really dangerous to do that. Um, yes. Small group is good. And, Fellowshipping with believers is good and necessary. Um, we aren't supposed to stop, you know, but right, right. we also have to 
go after the loss. It is one of the things that God has called us to do. And so I think, I know for me, I have prayed the prayer, um, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours. Ooh, that's dangerous. And <laughs> it is. Mm-hmm. It really is. Um, but it's such a beautiful thing mm-hmm. because I had gotten at one point pretty complacent. And it's, I think it's just, it, it, I can't even tell you how and when it happened, but yeah. I just realized it, that I was in this place and I wasn't, I didn't have that sense of urgency. I didn't, um, I, I, I wouldn't even like to say that I didn't care a lot. Um, but my actions showed at the time that I didn't care a lot about reaching the lost. Yeah. Um, so I think praying that prayer and really, really asking for that, Lord, break my heart for what breaks yours, yeah. you know, open my eyes. I, I'm taking, okay. Um, it's reminding me of a song right now. So that's why okay. I started going <laughs> just now, but it's a hill song. Uh, what is it? Hosanna. And it says, open up my eyes to the things unseen. Show me how to love like you have loved me. Mm. And I love those lines because it's so true. It's so easy to get caught up in our own world right? and, and just lose that compassion for others. Mm. And yeah. I think something else that you made me think of is when people are different than us and, and I've, I've watched this happen so much is in the church is we think, well, for me to go love that person, care about them, ask them questions, get to know them then that means I'm agreeing with whatever maybe sin that they're Mm. living in. And, you know, Jesus went in in the middle of the woman at the well, her, her sin, where she was at. He said, and even the man that you're with, isn't your husband. Yeah. He, he absolutely did not compromise truth, but he absolutely loved her right where she's at. Yes. And so there, I think a big part of that fear is, well, you know, maybe they'll ask me a question I don't know, or maybe I'm, I'm having to compromise my truth or I'm, I'm mm. saying that what they're doing is okay. Or, and, and we don't have to do that. We right. can absolutely a hundred percent stand on truth, stand on the word of God, yeah. share who Jesus is with somebody um, and, and love them and be kind to them. But loving them doesn't necessarily mean I'm agreeing with whatever sin that it is you're in. Right. And so I, you know, that's been something that's really helped me yeah. is to care. I can absolutely care about somebody and walk with them and, and it's okay, but I'm not, and, and, and earning the right to say, Hey, this isn't okay of right. what you're living in. Yeah. Even if they disagree, Jesus ran into that many times. Mm-hmm. And so I think overcoming some of those things and, and overcoming some of our fears. Yeah. Well, Gloria, this has uh, been a great discussion. I've been convicted over some of the things that you said today. And, mm. and you know, I really want to leave um, all of our listeners with this is to think about during your day to, for all of us to get our eyes up, to look around, what's God doing around us, to, to kind of go into our day with a plan and, and praying that prayer starting in the morning, Lord, break my heart for what, you know, what breaks yours. And so that I'm paying attention to are there people around me that need Jesus? Mm. And when those conversations or opportunities come up that I ask questions and, and I'm curious about them, how, if they're far from God, why are they far from God? What has happened in their life that would cause them to, to be that distant from God and, and know that we don't have to compromise truth and stand on truth and love them right where they're at. And so hopefully you know, the, the, some of those things I'm reminded and go, man, I got to go live that out today. Yeah, and so, too. yeah, <laughs> yeah. 
Well, it's it's been great, Lori, and um, I look forward to our next um, our next conversation over some of these core values. Yeah. So, God bless you all. Hey, thanks for joining us on the Get Real Podcast today. My hope each and every week is that you're able to take the content, apply it to your life, that it becomes more of who you are and less of what you do, and that we live an intentional life together. If you're interested in supporting the work of ministry here at Real Life Texas, we'd like to invite you to do that by going to reallifetexas.org slash give and supporting us today.